Hello and welcome to UE Bristol's Let's Talk Now podcast. In this brand new series, we're tackling the stigma around mental health by encouraging everyday conversations and sharing positive stories from our students, staff and partners about mental health and wellbeing. In this episode, Rosie, who's a student at UE Bristol, speaks to Amanda, a member of staff here, about anxiety, particularly why people shouldn't feel like they're alone in struggling with their mental health. It is almost like with mental health, people don't speak about it Mm. at all and it's Mm. really taboo. Yeah. Um, And I think that's a real shame because I think so much potential probably gets lost because people don't feel able to say, oh, actually... I'm not in today because I'm really anxious or really depressed. Mm. They're like, oh, I'm not in because I've got a bad back. <laughs> exactly. You yeah. feel like you can't really say why. No. Because well, I know one thing that that, um, that bothers me is like you don't think the person will understand mm. because it's not spoken about. Mm. And they actually might because they might be going through it as well. But, yeah, you don't feel confident enough to, to give the real reason behind it. So you just kind of... Mm overshadow it I guess yeah I think you're right and I think my thing's always I think either they might not understand or else they might go really oh let's wrap you in cotton wool yeah um whereas what I might be saying is actually I need to take a day off um but I don't need any more than that I just need you to know what it is but I don't need you to like be really like full on with it because that just makes things worse you kind of yeah you want a day but you don't want to be suffocated after yeah exactly (laughs) and I think Sometimes they're like, I think maybe because people don't know what to say, they kind Not of like yeah. panic and they're like, oh, what do I say to that? Yeah. Whereas if you went, oh, I've got a bad back, they're like, oh, well, just make sure you rest it lot mm. or whatever you went to do with a bad back. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you find like other students talk much about mental health or not? Yes, they do. Um, I don't know if that's because I'm surrounded by psychology mm. students. Um, but the fact that it's spoken about more in the social media helps a lot mm-hmm. um and the facts yeah the fact that people that we admire people that we look up to um are coming out more and you know telling telling everybody else that they struggle as well mm-hmm. it means it's now being spoken amongst my friends um and within you know kind of like my age group so yeah it's definitely become a more a more serious and and spoken more topic Mm-hmm. For, for like amongst amongst my group, which is good because it's not so it's not so shadowed now. Yeah, that's I think that's so good because like when I was at uni, well obviously there wasn't social media, mm-hmm. um, and people just yeah they didn't really talk about it. Or it might be like oh you know so and so like they've had some problems, but people would never mm-hmm. say what it was. They would just like allude to it, and it, well, obviously that wasn't that long ago. Um, but it really wasn't spoken about. And so obviously that is really, really isolating if yeah. you don't, if no one speaks about it. Mm. Um, and I remember like I once, because I was quite naive, I once asked other people and they all just went silent. I was like, well, I've really struggled with my mental health. Has anyone else? And they just went silent. And one other guy said, oh, yeah, I have. Mm. And that was so nice that he put up his hand and said he had. But everyone else was just like, "Yeah, uh, what do we say about this? It's nice when you have someone else... Even if it's someone that you haven't really mm. met or spoken to, someone else go, yeah, that's me as well. And you don't feel so alone and you don't feel so isolated. Mm. Um, I've, I've found that growing up as well and it's more specifically about with what I suffer with. Mm-hmm. Um, having someone else saying, yeah, I get those days as mm. well, really does actually make a difference and people don't don't think it does. Yeah. Um, because 
you know, everybody has mental health, but some mm. people it's, it's worth for other people and their days are harder than other mm. people's. So to know that you're not alone, whether it's spoken about on social media or whether you have a friend come up to you and, and you know, ask about your day or how you are or something, it still makes a difference. Yeah, definitely. And I think it's feeling able when they ask you. You don't just say you don't have to just say all right. You can say actually, I'm really struggling with mm. feeling anxious today or depressed or whatever it is that you're feeling. But I still find that really hard. Yeah. Um, you know, like with even friends I know really well, I still find it really hard. And it's much easier just to say yes, everything's fine, or I'm a bit tired. <laughs> so much easier. Yeah. <laughs> no, I've got I've got experience in yeah. that for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've had I've had trouble with that, and it's kind of like. You don't want to lie and say, oh, I'm fine. Mm. But you kind of want them to know that something's wrong as well. Yeah, definitely. And sometimes I don't see, like, want to talk about it. I just want, yeah, I just want them to know it's not okay. But yeah. it doesn't mean to say I want to discuss Go into it. it. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, yeah, I'm really, I used to. It's weird. I used to be a lot better at that. What, kind of, like, opening like up Like, being a bit? opening. Yeah. Like when I was younger, I was much better. And then I think, like, at work and stuff, I'm like, well, now I've got to be the one who's okay, so maybe I shouldn't open up to people. Um, I think it's partly also working in mental... Like, when I worked in mental health, it was like, oh, yeah, like, what if they think I'm even iller than the people yeah. I'm meant to be supporting? Yeah. <laughs> um, that's but, that's yeah. quite unusual how kind of... With time, you felt like you couldn't share so much. Yeah. And that was the opposite for me. Really? Yeah. That's really interesting. I feel like now yeah. I can share more than, you know, in the in the, in the past I have. So it's kind of, is interesting. I know I, I know you go through days or you, you're in places where you have to put a brave face mm. on that, like you're fine. I understand that, you know, work, university, et cetera. I've had multiple times in, in social situations mm -hmm. where I've had to act okay and I'm not. Yeah. I've been doing that for a very long time. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I definitely know the feeling of you feel like you have to be the one okay. Mm. Otherwise, mm. people might kind of stare or question or yeah, I think ask you about it. Yeah, that's the thing. And it's because I'm, yeah, I think if you're quite a private person, which I kind of am and I'm not. Yeah. It's that, oh, actually, I want, yeah, I don't see want to share that right now. Mm. Um and I think because for so much of my life, like when I was younger, I had like a label as having mental health problems. And it's like, I don't always want to be the person who has mental health problems in yeah. the room. Sometimes I just want to be the person who doesn't have any problems. <laughs> so like when I made new friendship groups, I was like, I don't have to tell them about that. Because yeah. like when I was at uni, it was really, I think it was really clear to people probably I had mental health problems because I was so unwell. Whereas now it's probably not, People wouldn't necessarily think that. Yeah. Mm. Um, and I guess that's quite nice that I can have the choice rather than it being just something people go, oh, yeah, she's not that great. That's what you have, yeah. <laughs> I know, and that's that's something that I really don't like is when people are, are given this label mm. and it is, you feel like it's stuck with you. It's like yeah. a, a dark cloud above you that you can't get rid of and everybody you meet and, yeah, I know what you mean. You don't really want to be known no. for your mental health you want to kind of yeah it's a part of you but it's mm. not all of you that's really true yeah exactly and it's that and again like even things like this I kind of think oh do I want to do it because then that becomes associated with me and then I think well on the other hand I want you kind of can't have it both ways either you're trying to get rid of the stigma and talk about it yeah 
which means some exposure and some association with that, or else you're trying to sort of, yeah, move away from that. And it's like, well, I'll, I'll do it <laughs> mm. um, because I want to to challenge that stigma. Yeah. I want people to have those conversations. Yeah, because I found that hiding doesn't help. No. Um, and suppressing it and saying you're fine will only last so long. Yeah. Um, and once you start talking about it, people around you will get to know you a bit better. Yeah. And then people will be able to seek the help that they that they want or that they need because that will that will improve your quality of life and your mind. And yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, have quite bad anxiety in busy social situations. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking kind of shopping centres and um, really loud places like that. It just makes me very uneasy. Mm-hmm. My heart races very fast. Um, and my number one thing is to get out of the place and find an escape route. And mm-hmm. that is one thing that I've suffered with um, mm-hmm. quite a lot in the past. It's, it's definitely decreased through mm-hmm. multiple coping mechanisms. Um, but yeah, that's, that's the one thing that I hope when other people listen, they can yeah. relate because I know, I know your room's great, but the, the, the world outside can be scary sometimes. It can be really scary. Do you have any particular coping mechanisms that you'd use that? For me, help? it's, it's breathing exercises okay. have massively yeah. helped me. Um, before, if I know I'm going to go somewhere where, okay, this could spike mm-hmm. my heart now. Um, it's it's breathing exercise before and in the moment as well. When I feel like the world is closing in on me and I'm sinking into this mm. deep black hole, mm. to take myself out for a bit of fresh air and do some breathing exercises really, really <coughs> does help massively for me. Um, yeah. Because it, because it gives me a minute to kind of realise that... Um, that, that it's going to be okay. <laughs> yeah. And that I can, once I start breathing, I've actually, I've been told in the past that your breathing is something you can control. Mm-hmm. You, you calm your breathing and you calm everything else. And once your heart rate decreases, you will start to see clearly mm-hmm. that it's okay. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, it's not as scary as you think it is. Yeah, that's really true because you're kind of going into that physiological, your yeah. body's kind of going, oh my God, it's like fight, flight kind of scenario exactly. when you're going, no, it's not, it's okay. It's yeah. a shopping centre. Yeah. yeah, I can kind of identify with that. I, it's like very loud places I don't really like. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think with me, my anxiety, it's more generalised. And I think that's what I find really difficult is that I, know. Yeah. I can feel really anxious, but there's not an obvious reason. Um, and I can be in really stressful situations and I'm absolutely fine. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know, just job interviews, whatever. I, I find them a bit stressful. Yeah. But I can wake up in the morning and my heart rate is going at 120 beats a minute and it's like I feel mm. sick with anxiety. And it's like, well, I'm in my own bed. I don't know why I feel like yeah. this. And I think part of it for me has been going, well, I'll probably never know why I feel like this. I don't know, maybe I had a bad dream or something somewhere in my physiology is just clicking into action. Mm. Maybe I've got things going on that are stressing me and I don't realise it, but in a sense, spending ages and ages going, oh, I don't know why I feel like this, it's wrong, there's something wrong with me, there's something wrong with me, doesn't really help. No, not at all. I know, Um, I know the feeling. And some of it's just been kind of accepting that that happens and that I do have times when I get very anxious, but that that passes. So I started using the SAM app, which is one of the UE apps. Yeah, I've, I've seen that. 
which I found I don't use most of it, but I just use it for monitoring. And I was able to look at it because when I'm anxious, I think I'm always anxious. Like literally, when I, I don't know if you're the same, but when I'm in the moment, I can't remember what it's like not to be in that I moment. I know, exactly, yeah. You feel like you're in this state and you've you've always been in it yeah, and you always will be exactly. in it. Exactly. Yeah. So like, when I look on the app, I'm able to go, oh, right, like yesterday... I actually like wasn't anxious all day or like yeah. maybe I've been anxious two days in a row, but I had that pattern three weeks ago and then I had two weeks where I didn't feel anxious. Yeah. So it's going to pass. But it's taken me like so long to realise that. Mm. And so long and I think it's probably a bit similar to your breathing exercises that it gives me that little bit of space to step back and yeah. go, Okay, stop panicking, just calm down. Like I and I'd never say that to someone else, but I think it is that calming my breathing. Mm-hmm. I think for me I'll Sometimes, like, try and get outside or do something a bit physical. Um, mm. So I have a horse, so I, like, go and muck her out and, like, do that really physical stuff. Yeah. Distractions help yeah, massively. Yeah, definitely. And it doesn't It doesn't even... Obviously, I've heard exercise, you know, really helps and it relaxes you and things like that. But doing something that is really calming and mm. just something that you really enjoy. Yeah. And I know people say, like, grab a book, listen to some music, go for a walk. It does actually really help. It does, yeah. It does. And going back to what you said, I feel like anxiety can be very irregular. Mm. You know, it can spike for a few days and then it can go down again. But it's the physiological things that you can explain. Mm. But for me personally, that's the basis of it. That's the Mm. first thing that starts. Mm. And then I feel like everything is just going to get worse from there. Yeah. But I feel like if people can know that... If people can know that there's help out there or that there's other people to talk mm-hmm. to, they know that it's not just them and that they can kind of get professional insight into mm-hmm. what's going on or, or why it's going on or something like that. Because when you're in that moment, it's really hard to explain, you know, why do I feel like this right now? Yeah, definitely. You, why is, like, my heart increasing when I'm, like, going down for breakfast or something? Mm, exactly. I've yeah. had that many yeah. times I've yeah. had I've gone in and out of phases of I feel like it's really generalized and then I feel like it's really specific mm. to a social situation but then you kind of you step back or you step kind of it's hard to explain you step out of your body I think that's it yeah you step out of your body and try and see yourself from someone else's mm. view and realize that it's okay mm. yes okay your heart's beating really fast and you're sweating but just sit down for a minute or just go outside for mm. a couple of minutes or something like that to relax your whole body completely until you feel ready to carry on. Yeah, I think that's really true. And I think sometimes it is, like, with me, it's been learning that. I think about you said that all the things that people say, like, you know, read a book, have a bath, they sound quite naff, but actually, mm. in a sense, they might not completely reduce my anxiety from 10 to yeah. zero, but they might produce it from 10 to 8. Yeah. And sometimes it's going, well, what can I do that helps a little bit or doesn't make it any worse? And I think some of it's giving yourself permission to do that. Mm-hmm. Because I used to kind of think like if I was studying and I was anxious, I had to carry on studying. Yeah. Whereas now I'm able to go, well, you know what, this is completely unproductive. Exactly. <laughs> I may as well leave this here, go and have a cappuccino and read my book mm-hmm. or go and do something I know is going to help a little bit and actually not put myself in this situation. Yeah. Come because, back to it. Yeah, there's no... There's kind of no point. Yeah. And I think it's learning sometimes to be a bit kinder to yourself so that, or certainly for me, because, you know, when I started at uni, I used to, like, study constantly. And I just look back and just think, gosh, that's so... That doesn't really work. Yeah. 
And it's not like I would never treat anyone else like that in a million years. I'd never like shut someone in a room for 12 hours and yeah. you've got to study for 12 hours and not eat anything and not drink anything because you kind of go, well, that's gonna not going to work very well. But yeah. we kind of do it to ourselves. You kind of, you, if you want something to be effective, you have to be, you have to be calm and you have to mm-hmm. be ready to do it. Yeah. Um, and some people feel like they just have to keep pushing through and pushing through. Exactly. But, yeah. but you're number one and you have to look after yourself. You've been listening to the Let's Talk Now podcast, part of You Bristol's Mental Wealth Lab initiative. You can let us know what you thought of this episode by getting in touch with us via Twitter at UE Bristol. Use the hashtag Let's Talk Now. If you're interested in being part of future podcasts, we'd also love to hear from you. Until next time, take care and thanks for listening.